This year, make Christmas more magical and memorable by being a Cadbury Secret Santa and give chocolate secretly to someone you love. What you hear is not a truth. The Summer Breakfast Catch-Up with Grant Senya and Evie Jones. Chock full of the good stuff. Unexpected money. So, Angus, what happened to you? Well, that's me. Uh, and uh, I got an email yesterday where, in the lead up to Christmas, I got no money. I'm waiting for the next paycheck because I've, I've gone all out for my new girlfriend. Right. First oh, Christmas together. Oh, and okay. I've got some Stupid great presents boy. for Emily under the Christmas tree. Oh, nice. So I don't have any cash. And I got an email. And I'm like, this could change it all. It says, Dear Angus, we're writing. This is from a big lawyer, one of the huge law firms of Australia. Like, yeah. as soon as I... Let's read the Wait, it wasn't from a Nigerian prince in it's Africa, not, was it? It's not. <laughs> okay. No, only because right. they have my VIN number of my actual car. Okay. okay. Um, so it says, Dear Angus, we're riding because you've been identified as a class member in the Diesel's Emissions Act. So basically the Volkswagen, Audi, Skoda group yep. um, would be, are being sued by this huge conglomerate lawyers because yep. they lied about the emissions coming out of my particular car. Yeah, they lied by a fair margin too. Huge. <laughs> so they Massive. claimed they were reasonably good for the environment. As it mm. turns out, no, they fudged the figures. That's right. I, I'm the one responsible for the ozone layer when I didn't know I was. So <laughs> they've been they've, the proposed settlement, which they're about to agree on, is between $87 and $127 million to be paid out to people like me who bought the car or rented the car or had it on lease during the time, which is I still have the car. That's unreal. That's unexpected money. You I don't know what my percentage of that is, but let's only hope there's 80 people, so it's a million dollars. Yeah, you're going to be a millionaire. I'm going to know a real millionaire. Yes. This is sick. And this happens all the time. So oh. you've just come into unexpected money. 100%. I know someone who had lost a family member, went to a psychic. The psychic said, the person said to the psychic, anything I should know about, you know, my, my grandfather. And the psychic said... Just check behind the painting in the hallway. No. This is true story. Goes and checks behind the painting. There's a safe in there, and it was just chock-a-block full of cash. Oh, my God. Yes. Here we go. Unexpected oh, love money. it. I found $10,000 once. What? what? Yep. When I was on working at SeaWorld, I was on the monorail. I used to drive the monorail. <laughs> and <laughs> That sounds awfully dangerous. Yeah. No, what? no, it's not. It's just push a button and put your foot down. Okay. There's nowhere else to go, just in a circle. Okay, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, anyway, you go and check the carriages afterwards and I found one of those you know those um bags with the zip on the top duffel bag yeah no more like a just a square bag like a square leather thing that like you take to the bank take to the bank yeah yeah, one of those a money bag and um I just picked it up and then opened it up and it had like a lot of money in it 10 grand 10 grand wow yeah I just sat with it no, I didn't. I gave it back. Mm. I handed it in and gave, and they and the guy was so appreciative. He gave me $100. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Jess. You've got unexpected money in your life. What's the story? Well, it's not as exciting as the last caller, but it was for when I was 23 and I'd had a few drinks with my friends at the pub and I went to the toilet and I found 20 bucks. Hey, that's not bad. I'm not afraid to it's pick 20 drinks. bucks off a dirty toilet floor me either, just quietly. Neither. My standards are low. A couple of mimosas. Joe, what's your unexpected story of money? I was uh, on holiday in Canada and was walking around a mall and found an envelope unmarked, no name on it, $540 cash. Oh, oh wow, that's, that's, that's good, eh? Not not bad. Bad. It wasn't nice. bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that would have made made your holiday. Yeah. What was the first thing you bought? Can you remember when you splurged it on just drinks uh, and coffee? I, yeah. I actually told security and said, "Look, I'll keep the money because I didn't really trust security to give it yeah. to anybody because there's no name on it." it. Yeah. And I said, "If anybody calls and says they've lost an envelope full of cash, here's my phone number, and that's it." And then I went and bought myself a cup of coffee and took my mom out to lunch. And then I got a phone call saying somebody's come in 
It was actually their Christmas money that they had had cash in hand. They took it out of the bank, Aww. simply dropped it all. Yeah. And I'm Aww, like, that's, so oh, you gave I'm, it back. Shame. I did give it back. That's oh, nice. No, it was they, fine. You know, that's it fine. Christmas. Christmas. Yep. Fine. Good karma. Good karma. You could have had maple syrup for centuries. <laughs> This is the Summer Breakfast Catch-Up with Grant Denyer and Evie Jones. Let's talk terrible bosses on 131060. Feel free to dob in your past boss, or if you want to lose your job before Christmas, dob in your current boss. Because you know what? Um, there's a bit of... Uh, People are fired up about the boss of this country right now, yeah. Yeah. Scott Morrison, because while the state of New South Wales and parts of Queensland just burns continuously, he's gone off on holidays. Now, yeah. <laughs> it's being speculated on Twitter that he is currently in Hawaii, Hawaii. the leader of speculated. our country. Speculated. Mm. Okay, so he may not be. They're, the government's refusing to say where he is, yeah, really? probably for security reasons. Oh, of course. But he, he is on, he's on holidays. Yeah. He's checked out of the joint. Now... In times like national emergencies, you would imagine you kind of need your Prime Minister there to yeah. kind of lead it and be the face of the disaster and tell us how he's responding and how many firefighters and he, he's bringing to the, to, to, the, to the fire front and how much more money they're, they're going to throw on the resources to make sure that this doesn't happen again. He's yeah. not here. Not him? Well, to be fair, though, he probably had it booked already and... Had maybe couldn't get an extra refund. He has his own oh, plane. He's got a private plane. <laughs> well, maybe he already booked it in and someone else is using you it. You can cancel it. Later. I don't know. You I don't mean, have travel credit as the Prime Minister. I don't think he uses Airbnb and that was his only no. window to use he that might. property. He might. He might. The ironic thing is uh, when he was just, uh, you know, a, a bencher in politics a few years ago, maybe like 10 years ago, he was on Q&A. And he was talking about, at the time, Christine Nixon, who Victorian was... Victorian head of police. Exactly right. And she had gone away and had her hair done and gone on uh, a nice night out for dinner and drinks with friends during the Black Saturday fires. And then, on Q&A, Scott Morrison said this. At the end of the day, whatever role we're in, the most important thing is about the job, not the individuals. And so there's a judgment call for her to make there. Look, that was a very big event. Uh, she's clearly made a, a bad judgment call. Democracy. Oh, oh. Fast forward G'day. nearly 10 years. How are you, pot? How's Hawaii, Scott? Yeah. yeah. He's definitely made a bad judgment call. Now, there is a tweet that has gone viral today from Lara Bingle, and she has tweeted... So, where the bloody hell are you? Yeah. And tagged Scott Morrison because he's oh, the one who on. actually came, came up with, with the campaign. campaign. Yeah. Right. So, That's where the bloody hell are you Lara. was his, his idea. Mm. She voiced it. So, she's just flipped it now on the PM and said, ha cop good, that. Good on her. Well, you know, I know he's busy. He's running a country. He makes a lot of big, heavy needs, decisions. Needs and a break sometimes. Does need a break, and he's got a family as well. So I understand that. But is now the best time? Probably not. No. I, I mean, just take your holidays when everyone else does, mate. You know, Christmas time. Or if the country's on fire, maybe forego your holiday this well, year. Well, he doesn't want to be anywhere around it because everyone's drawing links between the fires and climate change. And as yes. you know, he's not very mm. progressive with I, their cl- climate change policies. Exactly. I don't know that this is helping him then going on a holiday. No, silence is the worst thing in a time yeah, like is. a national disaster for a prime minister. You want a voice that's strong and loud and proud where you feel okay. When they talk about the situation, I've said i.e. It, New Zealand. Yeah, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Can we just get Jacinda? Or can we become one of their states? Oh, yeah, just merge us together. Yes, we're yeah. close and it's Push three us. hours away. Well, 13, 10, we, we could be an outer suburb of Auckland. Yeah, it's <laughs> further to go to Perth. We've got our big boss, ScoMo, of course, in America, Donald Trump. You're fired. He's about to be impeached. We want to know 13, 10, 60 terrible bosses. They're, they're yeah. our biggest bosses. Have you got a story? What happened in your workplace? 
The Summer Breakfast Catch-Up with Grant Senya and Evie Jones. Do yourself a favour. Go check out his new album. It's called Fine Line. It's new Harry Styles. Yum. It's called Adore You on Summer Breakfast and with I Grant do. Denya and Evie Jones. I do adore him. Are you, you're taking some fashion cues, aren't you, from Harry Styles lately? <laughs> yeah. Are you? What have you just uh, recently purchased? I've got a friend who's in Manila at the moment, Ash London from Ash London Live, and she's bought me a pearl necklace because Harry Styles wore a pearl necklace <laughs> last week. <laughs> It was 35 bucks. It's a big fashion statement, but I'm going for oh, it. You know it's who a else? statement, all right, mate, but of something else. Yes. You know who else likes pearl necklaces? I don't answer that. 131060. Thorpey. Oh, he does too. <laughs> terrible bosses. <laughs> We're talking terrible bosses. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you boys were thinking. Trump is likely to be impeached today. You're fired. So yes. that is going to be enormous. Scott Morrison is under fire for being on holiday in Hawaii while the country burns. Is he under fire? Well, <laughs> I like what you did there. Actual proper use of the term. Yeah. And Lara Bingle is even asking him. So where the bloody hell are you? Ironically, that's the campaign that Scott Morrison created at yeah. the time. It's working. Um, let's do 131060 Terrible Bosses and we'll start with Emily. What's your story? Hi, I used to work at a tree logging company um, and I lasted 12 months. My boss used to come in and start going off his nana about anything and everything. I wasn't even able to go to the bathroom without him yelling when um, when I didn't answer the phone. Oh, that's abusive. What? That's awful, Emily. So glad you're out of there. Yeah, look, it was the best decision, but it definitely gave me experience, which helped me further on. So. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Sometimes you need to know what's yeah. n- not a good environment yeah. so you can find the right environment for you. That's Rachel, right. tell us about your horrible boss. So my, I had a horrible boss, but he was horrible to customers. So mm. basically I went to the cafe and any time he'd stuff up and make the wrong coffee, he'd put it in the fridge and then warm it up in the microwave for someone at the end of the day. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, that's awful. Yes. <laughs> He's a poo head. What an idiot. Oh, my God. I just remembered when I worked, I used to work at, I won't say what music record label oh, it was, cool. but my boss used to send me out to get him a coffee every day. And if I hadn't didn't have it right when I got back, he'd send me back again. Mm. Oh, well, we did ask for something specific. Yeah, but... It was it was extremely specific and hard to make. Oh, okay. And people would get it wrong all the time. It would be my fault. Oh, and it was fun for him to send people back because he was a bully. Yeah. Sally, what? tell us about your terrible boss. So I used to work as an assistant manager at a retail store. Yep. So, and the actual store manager literally just used to spend the majority of the day sitting out the back doing absolutely nothing. Oh. Or... Go shopping for hours on end, leaving the store, like leaving me to the store by myself, so I couldn't even take close the store to like go to the bathroom oh, or anything evil. like that. That's torture. I could be that boss though. I could do that. You would be. I'd be good at it. <laughs> you, a good mean boss, would you? Yeah, I reckon. I, I thought would. you had a big heart. I do. Hey, That's why I'm not ever going to do it. Is Sally still there? Hey, Sally. I got. I got one final question. Yeah. Pearl necklaces on men. Oh, Jesus. What are your thoughts? No. I'll, I'll, I'll send you a photo. It's what a big summer Harry look. Styles? It's a big summer look. It's a summer look. You're catching up with Grant Denyer and Evie Jones on Summer Breakfast. Luxuryescapes.com, home of the world's best holidays. Because I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere. I do believe it. 
We sure do. This is your last chance to be involved because we've got, thanks to Luxury Escapes, we've got a holiday for two people up for grabs to Australia's favourite tropical destination, Bali! Bali. It's worth up to $5,000. And Sarah, how much do you want to win this bad boy? Oh, you actually can't believe how much. Well, there's one requirement that we ask of you before you can even sort of have a chance at this, and that's to share your unbelievable travel story. So, Sarah, from South Australia, what is it? Yes, yeah, so basically in 1991, my boyfriend and I, her now husband, were backpacking around Europe and on an overnight train to Italy when our bum bags were stolen while we slept oh. with our passport, oh. wallets, documents, everything inside. Absolutely, you can imagine I was absolutely distraught and beyond hysterical Yum. to know that we actually couldn't now travel any further. Mm. We ended up getting sent back to France, which was the last passport control, and mm. um, they, the French security told us to have a good look around just in case the bags had been discarded anywhere. Mm. Anyway, they eventually ended up finding them in the bin, in the men's toilets on the station, with everything still inside except our cash. Oh! It's unbelievable. Thank goodness. Because you could have been, like, trapped in that country forever. Well, well, (laughs) not forever. You get out, you know. Eventually, after you go through the passport process. Jess from Queensland, what's your unbelievable travel story? Uh, I was backpacking through Africa and spent some time in Botswana where... Everybody else decided to go on a game drive, but I wasn't feeling so great, so I decided to stay back. And everyone had left. I decided to go and have a shower, which is sort of like a bucket in a tree situation. And finished my shower, grabbed my towel, wrapped it around me, took a step out of the shower straight into an elephant. Oh, right into it. Yeah, like the most rational thing to do is to scream and run, <laughs> which I did. And the elephant chased me oh through God. the village. Oh, my God. And I was running, screaming, and the villagers came out and laughed at me. <laughs> but just as far as you know, it was a serious situation because yeah. people get, they get, they get trampled. trampled. Yeah. Uh, take your final, uh, the final person with a chance to win. What's your unbelievable holiday story? I was on a girls' weekend in Bali, and on the last night, I met this absolutely gorgeous man. Mm-hmm. So we ended up having a sleepover. Oh, yeah. And okay. all went well. We parted ways. I didn't even bother asking his name. I was really like, you know, holiday fling kind of thing. The next day, I was flying home, and at the airport food court, my friend is like, hey, isn't that the guy from last night? Oh. And I swear to God, I've never moved so fast. And I got away from him without being seen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I board the plane, sit down, put my eye mask on. We had a spare seat between. Um, beside us, Uh-oh. and oh, I no. hear, excuse me, and a tap on the shoulder. I take my eye mask off. I look up, and it's him. <laughs> I have never... <laughs> I died a little bit inside. I pretended to be asleep for the whole flight, and uh, we never spoke a word. Did he, did he just tap you on the shoulder and go, excuse me, uh, are these your undies? <laughs> <laughs> Very good. All right, um, you guys have got to pick the last finalist, Grant and Evie, to... Uh, someone's going to get called tomorrow with this holiday. Who do we send are? Tate back to Bali so she could have ran, round two with a, with a random? Absolutely. I, I think oh, really? Tate... Or like, just... Jess with the elephant story. Yeah. Like, she could have died, man. She, she could have. She ran straight into an elephant. Or Sarah. What? Sarah. Oh. Lost her bum bag. <laughs> what, what, was <laughs> what was that? that? I don't know. Lost her bum bag, eh? That's that Kiwi. Kiwi. She's South My African. Bad. South African. Um, no, look, I would go with a, a, any a travel story where there's a hookup involved is gets my vote. Oh, Tate it is. Woo.
<laughs> Got a chance to win. Congratulations. We could be giving you a call tomorrow with this holiday worth up to $5,000. Oh. Thanks to LuxuryEscapes.com for your exclusive Potato Head Studios grand opening packages, which are available now. This is the Summer Breakfast Catch-Up with Grant Senya and Evie Jones. The Jungle Show's coming back, I think, January 5. I'm a celebrity. Get yeah. me out of here. Um, and working with you is so much fun, Evie. We have had fun on Celebrity Name Game. We've True. made TV shows together. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy your company. But there was a particular moment um, in all the seasons of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here that has been just voted, as of today, the number one moment. And it was your moment in the jungle where you decided to protest the weigh-in, the regular weigh-in yes. that happens. Um, for me, it was incredibly emotional to watch. I'd never heard anybody talk like that about um, how they feel about body weight and body issues. And it was incredibly powerful and I'm so proud of you for doing it because it just gave me a whole new way to think about it and gave us a language to talk about it as well. If, if you didn't see it, just have a listen to this. Wish we lived in a different world where what we look like doesn't matter. I feel like we've all been doing so well and now we're going to celebrate how much weight we've lost and that somehow is something to be proud of. And I don't think it is something to be proud of. I just hope that I can just help one person understand that it has nothing to do with the way you look, what your worth is in the world. Have you heard that moment since, Evie? No, not like, no, not right in my ear. Like I could hear all my um, uh, breathing mm. and just how frightened I was. I was so nervous. I was shaking. I was just thankful when I did finally see it that the camera was up close. It didn't see my hands and legs shaking the way yeah. they were. Why did it have such a physical effect on, on what you were saying? Because I was speaking my truth for maybe the first time in a, a medium that was so um, incredibly you know, um, geared to do what you're told and to say something that I had never heard anyone say before, that I needed to speak my truth, that um, it, it really frightened me. It was the most frightening thing I've ever done. Why did you choose that moment? Um, it was a moment of, to be honest, I had Eminem in my going, you've got one, like, oh, for one me, shot. I had on one shoulder, I had Eminem, the other shoulder I had Oprah Winfrey going, um, you need to speak your truth, you know, and you have one opportunity. Who gets an opportunity like this? Are you going to take it? And I thought, oh, if this may never get shown. I might get fired from this. Is this in my contract that I'm not allowed to refuse something like this? So um, I just thought, oh, what have I got to lose? Maybe if just one person hears this. What was your personal situation that led up to you taking that moment and, and saying those things? Why was it so important to you? Well, I, like I said in that speech, I grew up in a household that um, it, you, you, it wasn't okay to be overweight. Um, it, was, it was something that you needed to be ashamed of. And um, I developed an eating disorder quite young and have, you know, continued with that for the rest of my life. And for me, no one... Um, everything that I'd done and followed on in, on social media was so geared towards, um, I guess, I, I was just so sick of the diet culture. I was so sick and I'd worked so incredibly hard to not have the triggers that trigger most women and a lot of men 
um, you know, reading magazines. I'd stopped doing that kind of thing. Getting on scales. I'd stopped doing that kind of thing. My psychologist and I had worked so incredibly hard um, to get me to a place of acceptance that when I saw those scales, it it the first thing it did to me was it triggered me. It took me back to every single time I've had to stand on a scale, whether it's been a doctor's office or a Weight Watchers meeting or um, just at a friend's house or at your own, in your own bathroom, you know, in a um, a way that you, you do every single day, you can get obsessed with the scales. And to me, it's something I tried so hard to get away from. So seeing these, they were fake scales, like, you know, the, the, the Libran kind of scales. Yeah, I was like, the oh my God. Scales. Yeah, theatrical. <laughs> they were so in my face that um, it, it triggered me. Do you, was, was it a, cathartic moment for you? Did it release a, a, a lot of the it pain did. at the moment? It did. It did. I've got, I said right at the beginning of that speech, I've got, uh, we had the choice to pick up beans and put them in bags and say how much weight we'd lost. And I said, I have a few things to say instead. And I've got a few things to say right now, just at this time of the year, at Christmas time. Um, it's really hard for a lot of people because coming into summer, you have a lot of people telling you <laughs> how, you know, you should look or and a lot of magazines telling you, you know, how to get your summer body and all that kind of thing. And I think it's incredibly dangerous. Um, so it's been almost a year since I've said those words to my campmates. I was just really speaking to my campmates. There was about 50 crew looking on and what turned out to be a few million people. Mm. Um, I don't see myself as a body positive warrior. I see myself as someone who still struggles every single day with an eating disorder. What I see in the mirror what I see on the TV, hear on the radio, read on the internet, listen to from well-meaning non-professionals and professionals. But what I have decided to do is to love myself anyway, to look in the mirror every day and smile, to talk to myself the way I would talk to my favourite friend or to a vulnerable child. Um, When you think something awful or judgmental about someone, including yourself, then you change your mind and you think, oh, you know, I should be thinking something much nicer. Always remember that the first thing that your mind thinks is how society has taught us to be. It's Mm. conditioned us. And the second thing is how you really actually feel. On social media, I honestly believe you should unfollow anyone who makes you feel bad. Saying no to things that make you feel like crap is an heroic act to me of self-love. And it's okay to unfollow someone in real life as well. Start following positive profiles, reprogram your mind, embrace yourself. We are so much more than what appears in the mirror. And lastly, eat what you want. (laughs) Okay, stuff diet culture. Listen to what your body wants, not what your mind or your emotions want. Your body, it will never let you down. And just love yourself. What incredible messaging to take into Christmas that we can all use and heed and be kind to those around us and ourselves. Thank you for sharing that because that was incredible. Thank you for listening. The Summer Breakfast Catch-Up with Grant Senya and Evie Jones. Uh, Joined by a very special guest and, of course, uh, the guy who drives you home and will return in 2020, Hughesy. How are you, mate? It's great to be here, guys, and uh, doing a... 
bang up job. I'm loving summer oh, breakfast. You know, I reckon you should you. go right through. I right do too. Oh, gee, go that's all a the way. good thought, mate. I really appreciate that. We're looking really forward to your Husey. We have a problem. Christmas special though, which is what it's on Monday, seven thirty on ten. Cracking show. We love it in our household. Yeah, and um, we're so glad it's continuing on. But you tackle some pretty pretty seasonal issues in this show. Big Christmassy problems. We've got Santa turning up for all the uh, children uh, listening. Santa will be on TV Monday night on 7.30 because a lot of people, Santa gets annoyed that, that at their shopping centres, little children are scared of him, you know? Oh, like, they don't, oh they don't, of course. I saw that yesterday. A little baby had sat on Santa's lap and just started bawling. Oh, I have to say, it's my favourite time of this year, of this season is watching the amount of children that are absolutely <laughs> scared to the bejesus out of Santa. It's brilliant. Every year we get a whole new range of children. <laughs> I can't believe Santa turns to Husey to help him out. Husey. Yeah. Well, Santa knows uh, where the where the problems get solved. So we get Santa. <laughs> and we've also got a, 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 a man who's four foot tall who said that he can't even get a job as uh, Elf on the Shelf. Yeah, it was really yeah. nice of you to have me on your show, mate. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, that is nice. Give him a job. Like you haven't done enough, Grant. <laughs> Look, it wasn't Grant, it was someone else. But we give him a job as an elf on the shelf and he, he pops up all around Channel 10. Right. Oh, my God, so, do you know, um, Husey, I've only just learnt what elf on a shelf is. Yeah, well, uh, uh, yeah, it's a new thing, I think. It's, mm. it's, I don't know where it came from, probably America. North Pole. Our, our, yeah, well, exactly. No, good point. North Pole yes. is where it came from. Of course. And, now, 24 days of Christmas, uh, the elf turns up in your house and he's anywhere. He can be anywhere in the house. And anywhere. you've got to, every, every morning you get up, you've got to find him. He could be anywhere. And so. basically, am I right? He's just called Nanny Cam. His job <laughs> is to basically monitor your children's behaviour on behalf of Santa to make sure on the countdown that you're, you're on the nice list, not the na- naughty list. Absolutely. Yeah. And today we woke up and our elf on the shelf was. On the coffee machine, right where the the holder thing is, yes. and you're not allowed to move Elf on the shelf. Oh, so, why? So Daddy can't have his coffee this morning. Oh, oh no, Elfie and Daddy, yeah. I, I'm a little bit worried about. It. Is everything okay at home, mate? Because you, you haven't been able to have your coffee this morning, and I don't yeah. know if the kids are that happy with you, mate. Because the other day, your six year old daughter said this to you. This gun reminds me of you, Tess. I came home a couple of years ago and you put that... What did you do? You put it in my... You, you pointed at my face, Tess, and what did you say to me, Tess? Are you ready to meet Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the apple doesn't fall, fall far, though. She's yeah. funny. Oh, wow. I, th- I hope it's humour. That's all I can hope. <laughs> Are you sleeping with one eye open at the moment yes. at home now? Well, yeah, she's she's her favourite uh, character is uh, Wednesday Adams from the Adams Family. Oh, I love it! Yeah, we saw the new Adams Family movie the other day, and yeah, she really identifies with Wednesday's morbidity, <laughs> yeah. basically. So, yeah. well, that's your own problems in your own household, <laughs> and we have a problem, Husey, that we'd like to help you solve from our very own Evie Jones in the spirit of Christmas. Ooh. What? What's my problem? Your, you don't like it? What's your unpopular opinion? Oh, that's right, Husey. I hate Christmas. Whoa. I know it's an unpopular opinion, yep. but every year I can't stand it. It it comes around and there's just a whole heap of hoo-ha. My friends that I like have all gone away, and the ones that I don't like always want to catch up. <laughs> yeah. Everything's closed. I want to go out and have a few whiskeys. I can't. Eggnogs? It's, yeah, eggnogs. Nothing, nothing's open, and the places that are open are chockers with really annoying people. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, look, I hear you, sister. And, uh, <laughs> what can you do? Oh, there's, there's probably countries you could move to. I mean, I'm oh, saying. Yeah, Israel? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It's extreme. Well, to be fair, that I every Christmas day I never spend it with my family. Last year I went and did yumcha. Did you really? Yeah, the, they is call that the Jewish. Is that a Christmas. thing on Christmas Day? Yeah, it is for Jewish people in um in America. They go all the Chinese's uh, Chinese's. Hmm. The Chinese restaurants are all open because oh. that's where the Jewish people go. You know what they do in Japan? KFC on Christmas Day. Yeah. That is a tradition. Yeah, in Japan they line up down the street. Well, Ours wouldn't even be open. Given the idea of moving country for Christmas, not that you like, but we want to know on thirteen ten sixty. What is your unpopular opinion? Evie's obviously been um to yumcha. You don't no, like Christmas. No, you don't like Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but I love Yamcha. All right. Um, yeah, no, I don't like Christmas and I'm sorry about it, but I'm not oh. sorry about it. Okay. Yeah, look, I mean, I, what you should do is watch the Hughes We Have a Problem Christmas special because you yeah. never know what mystery celebrity might pop up on that show. Oh. Mystery celebrity, oh, you say? Have some good advice for me. That's yeah. a good one. Oh, man, we've, we've watched the success of The Masked Singer and we're trying to get hold of that. So, okay, yeah. the mystery will be revealed. <laughs> uh, the Husey We Have a Problem Christmas special airs this Monday, 7.30 on 10. Thanks, Husey. Love you, bro. Merry Christmas. And let's get your calls. 13, 1060. Unpopular opinions, maybe in this time of type of uh, time of season, but maybe just generally. We'll get them on air next. This is the Summer Breakfast Catch-Up with Grant Senya and Evie Jones. We're talking unpopular opinions. 13, 1060, if you've got one you want to share. You, Hard asked, to top. you asked for it. Hard to top yours, mate. Yeah, Evie. Look, unpopular opinion mm. is... I hate Christmas. Whoa! I don't understand. It's mm. magical. You said it's a whole lot of hoo-ha. I say it's just fantabulous. <laughs> you have With children. The, yeah. If you don't have kids, mm. Christmas, no fun. Okay, you're right. A lot of my joy from Christmas does derive from my, my kids. Do you know, I truly believe if you don't hear child squeals upon opening presents Christmas morning, which is the best sound, even though I don't like Christmas, I can hear neighbours yeah. at that time of the day. And I'm like, oh, that is lovely. What about carols? But Do you like carols? I love carols, but I love singing. There is a, something very unpopular about Christmas as well in movie form that you don't like, which had our producers like Jaws on the Floor. Um, yep, that's called Love Actually. You don't like Love Actually? Are you hate mad? It, hate it. Are you serious? It's the greatest the worst, film of all time. Worst film of all time. Oh, oh, don't you dare. Worst film of all time. Grant Darren, have you got an unpopular opinion? I hate birthdays. Oh, I, I hate particularly my own birthday. Oh, you hate oh. being given stuff and being wished well, well wishings, do I you? I wish it happened like that, but all that happens in the lead up to my birthday is my family gets so stressed about buying a gift for me mm. that they panic and then they turn it back on me. Yeah. Oh, you're so hard to buy for. You well, are. don't make it sound like that this is a horrible chore for you to have to do. And then they go, we just can't choose. You, you just tell us what you want. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Put no, some no. effort in. Show me that you love me by Surprising me with something. So I feel the burden of my own birthday, and for that reason, I hate the financial stress it puts on my family members as yeah, well. Yeah, that's fair enough. But you know what? I, I'm with your family. You are really hard to buy for. Screw you. <laughs> and I think... Just try. Un- unpopular opinion. I reckon everyone, there should be a rule from now on for everyone's birthday... Coming up to it, you have to let your loved ones know what you want. So there's well, no like a un- gift registry. Unnecessary, yeah. yes. No personality. So there's no personal. unnecessary spending. Okay. You know we spend yeah, landfill. There's a lot of crap. I hate 
getting things on my birthday because most of the time it's not what I want. Mm -hmm. It would be so nice for me to say, hey, here's a list of 10 things. Just choose anything from that. Angus, what about you? Do you do you have an um, unpopular opinion? I think it's okay to cheat on your partner. What? If you end up with the one. Oh. If you end up with the person you're Ooh. destined to be with, you end up married and have a family with Ooh. and you <laughs> cheat on Play on, muddy. That's some muddy waters. We're swimming in there. (laughs) That's all, folks. For now, at least. Try again tomorrow for more of Grant Denya and Evie Jones. Nothing beats that feeling you get when you surprise someone secretly with a bit of extra gift giving. Treat someone you love with Cadbury chocolate this Christmas.